We want to welcome our online guest. Everybody wave back at the camera. Say good morning. Good morning. So glad you're at West Houston Christian Center today. Get your Bible. Get your notebook. You're about to be taught the Word of God. And when you mix your faith with it, it will change whatever situation that you're dealing with right now. Well, I get the honor and the privilege of introducing my pastor, my father, Pastor Jack R. Pigeon, as he comes and brings the Word this morning. Give him a big hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Uh, I want to mention how uh, the guests this morning, how we have prayed for you uh, as we pray over everyone, but we pray over our, y'all go ahead and be seated, as we pray over our guests. But we want to, uh, I want you to mark down August the 11th which is a Sunday right after church. We're going to have a, a newcomer little uh, luncheon. And if you've been visiting with us for a day, a week, uh, five or six months, we would like for you to come. We would like just to meet you and shake your hand if we hadn't already done that. But we just would like to have a time to, to answer any questions, to uh, let you know about the church and what the church is all about and where we're going and what we're believing for. Amen. We are a faith church. Yes, ma'am? 11th August. Did I not say that? Right after church? On the 7th. No. The newcomer. I'm good, right? Okay. Everybody say August the 11th. And if I'm a newcomer to the church, I'm going to come. But we, I think we have a sign-up sheet. We would like to know how many are coming so we can prepare the meal. But it'll be right after church, and it'll be a blessed time uh, because we honor you, and we honor your presence because we honor the prayers that we prayed for you. Amen? Thank you, Lord. So we invite everyone to come. Amen. Turn your uh, Bibles to Psalms 37.9. Everybody say, I'm ready, I'm ready. To, receive to receive the Word of God. Amen. This is going to be good. This is really going to be good. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. I want to talk today to those people that are waiting. For evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Psalms 130 verse 5 says, I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. Psalms 27 and 14, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait is an exciting word. To wait means to stay, don't move, pause, to stay in place in an expectation of something to come. There are good expectations and there are bad expectations. I just wrote this down. What you expect, you express. What you expect, 
you explain. What you expect, you exalt. What you expect, you accept. And what you expect, you exhibit. So our expectations need to line up with what God says. And I believe he spoke it earlier. Step out, step up, and step in two. But because we ha- our expectation is too low, amen, we all had an expectation this morning about coming to church. What did you expect when you came to church? Well, you expected someone to shake your hand. You expected someone to greet you. You expected uh, the Sunday school classes to go on. You expected the praise team to, to praise. You expected Pastor Jackson to get up again, and he's going to preach. See, that's, a, that's a, an earthly expectation. But how many know God wants us to expect more? He wants us to step out, step into. See, we have to get our expectations. In Acts chapter 3, there's a beautiful uh, story of a man whose expectations had been the same for 38 years. Every morning he got up and his parents got up and uh, he said, well, I'm expecting to go to church today. They're going to leave me outside the church. My parents, and, and their expectation was the same thing. Well, we're going to take our son, never walked in 38 years, and uh, we're going to take him to church, and we're going to expect some, some rich folk to throw some money in his lap. That was their expectation for 38 years. And if you read the scripture, it says, he looked at them, Peter and John, who went to the, they went to church. Everybody say they went to church. They went to church. Huh. Isn't that, isn't that great? Two men went to church. And they saw this man who had an expectation of the very same thing for 38 years. How many of us have come to church today with the same expectations that we've had for a long time? However, Peter and John came in and he looked, the the scripture says, and he looked expecting to receive something from them. What was he expecting? Money. And Peter looked down and he really said, sir, what you're expecting, I'm going to change. For what you are, oh Jesus. So what you are expecting is not what you need. But in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, <laughs> Jesus, boy, his expectations getting ready to be crushed. Yeah. His expectation is going to disappear. Boy, it's all over me right now, folks. Oh, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thirty-eight years of bondage. Thirty-eight years of not being able to do anything. Thirty-eight years of being in captivity. And two men had the word of God inside of them. And he reached down and he said, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up. And it said, as as Peter reached down, he said, the man reached up. Step out. Step into. And it says, as soon as their hands met, he pulled him up and his legs became strong. And he went leaping and praising God, worshiping God. Hallelujah. His expectation got crushed that day. What he was thinking, what his mindset was, what could happen in the natural. That's all he was expecting was someone throw me some money, please. 
but a man of God with the word of God inside of him. A lot of us in the hearing of my voice today, you're going to be Peter to someone whose expectations are earthly. Amen. Hallelujah. You're going to be that man or woman that's going to speak to someone with an earthly expectation and you're going to say to them in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. You're going to crush their expectation. You're going to set them free from whatever bondage they are into because they've been expecting the very same thing. They've been expecting. Expect, the wrong expectation is bondage, folks. Amen. You remember Katrina in Louisiana? A sad story. Water's up this high in houses, and they were built on stilts. So there was this one house with this elderly couple sitting there, and the water was almost up, and she's in a rocking chair. And the boat's there to pick her up, take her to safety. And they're saying, come on, man, we're going to take you to safety. And she said, oh, I can't leave. I, I, I can't leave. And, the, and she said this four or five times. And the man finally said, ma'am, it's going to come up and it, it, you're going to be flooded. Why can't you leave? And she said, because I expect my welfare check to come in that mailbox. I expect my welfare check to come in that mailbox. They forced her. They forced her to get into the boat. Hallelujah. Let's get our expectations up today. Amen. Amen. Wow. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. A personal story of Mary Jean and I when God spoke to us over 30 years ago and I guess we were seeking God, and uh, the Lord said, launch out into the deep and let down your net for a mighty catch. In other words, to leave a place of, we were in a ministry with an income, with salary, and uh, God said, I want you to launch out into the deep and let down your net for a mighty catch, and it became revelation to us. And so we resigned, and we uh, waited on the Lord. There's a good wait. <laughs> But you know, when you've heard from God, the waiting is not that long. And uh, I explained, uh, I shared with Mary Jean my desire to, to launch out into the deep. And, and uh, that particular moment, boy, she was all for it. You know, we were, we were strong in faith. And then a couple of days later, when, when I don't have a J-O-B, you Lord, what did we do? But when you've heard from the Lord, the waiting is beautiful. And so we waited for nine months. And, uh, and, but we worked during that time. We stayed involved in our church. Uh, we still gave and we did a little bit, whatever it took, whatever it took. But we waited on the Lord. Our expectation was that God had something for us to do. Amen. We, we, we felt like it was in ministry. We felt like it was either a, a, a ministry or it was a church. And I finally felt like the Lord say, I want you to begin a church, and I want you to call it West Houston Christian Center. And our, our question to God was, so how do you start a church? 
And it was very simple. He said, put out chairs and preach. That sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? Put out chairs. So we put out chairs in our living room. And uh, we had 16 people. The dog came in, and I wanted to count him also. But uh, we didn't feel like that was right. But uh, <laughs> thank you, Lord. Wait on the Lord. There's a lot of us here this morning that are waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting for something. Amen? Who's waiting? Who's in a waiting state right this moment? You're waiting on something. Okay, let me ask you something. Who's here this morning and you're waiting on something that's totally out of your control? Oh, my goodness gracious. So there's not, you can't screw it up. Okay? So you, uh, you, you, you're, out, you're out by yourself. Amen? So in a second, I'm going to get, the, you know, the Bible tells us Old Testament and New Testament. It tells us what to do while we're waiting. How many want to know what to do while you're waiting? Okay, well, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna find that out. In Genesis 16, the Lord spoke to Abraham and told him that he would be the father of a great nation. And his descendants would be the number of the sand in the sea. How many, remember that? And uh, Abraham's uh, 90 years old. <laughs> and he's got this promise from God. And what the Lord is saying, he says, wait on me. Wait on me. This is the promise. You will be, you will be the father of a great nation. And uh, Abraham knew that he was old and Sarah was old. And that people that age, they still don't have They'd never have children, and chances are their expectation was that they would not have children. Amen? But however, they knew God spoke to them and said, you'll be the father of a great nation. And so anyway, here's the problem with not waiting on the Lord is we try to help God out. And so Abraham and Sarah came together, and they said, well, this is what God wants to do. But see, the promise was to his loins, Understand that? That these children are come from your loins. And so Sarah was his wife. And so Sarah said, well, what, it ain't working the way we're doing it. So there's, here's Hagar, this good-looking, little, shapely Egyptian girl. And she said, uh, Abraham, she's in our, if a child is born in our tent, then it's our child. So Sarah gave Agar to Abraham. They didn't wait on the Lord. I'm just trying to say this. When we step in and we're not supposed to, bad things happen. So their reasoning was, we're old. We don't know if really God's going to do this. So here's Hagar. So Abraham and Hagar get it on, and Ishmael is born. We are still fighting against that spirit today. Thirteen years later, they waited, and Isaac was born, the child of promise rather than a child of the flesh. Are you understand what I'm saying? David waited on the Lord. Joshua should have waited on the Lord. Joshua 
fought a great battle. And God told him everything to do. You do this. You take 30,000 men and you set some here and you set some here and you go straight down the valley with a few men and they'll think there's just a few of you and they'll come out and when they come out, well, then you ambush them and you will win a great victory. Wow, hallelujah. Well, they did that and they had another town that they were going to conquer. But Joshua didn't wait on the Lord. He didn't ask the Lord, how do you want to fight this fight? Listen, listen, listen to me right now. Listen to me right now. The way God has you fight a battle is not the same way he may have you fight the next battle. The way you handle one situation now, it, it works so well, you might say, well, we're going to work that, this situation the same way. And see, that's what Joshua did, and they didn't see God. They didn't wait on God. They said, hey, we can do it. Just send a few folks up there and we'll win this battle. Well, they didn't see God. They didn't wait on the Lord's voice. So they went up there and 30 men got killed. They got whooped. And they came back and said, oh, Lord, what happened? What happened? He said, well, did you ask me how to fight that battle? Did you wait on me? And they didn't wait. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So what do we do while we're waiting? Amen. Turn to 1 Thessalonians 5. Oh, I wrote this down. Waiting without expectation is idleness. What are we expecting? Let me tell you what West Houston Christian Center is expecting. Beginning in August, we, the staff, we are believing for a million dollars to come into the congregation. How many, how many will receive that? Okay, some of you don't need the money, so you just give that to that next person. We are believing God for $1 million starting in August to be transferred, however, into the people that are part of West Houston Christian Center. Amen. And, and Mary Jean and I will be part of that. But now, see, you need to say that. You need to expect. Let's all say it. We will be part of that. Amen. See, your expectation just went above your natural ability because your, 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 your flesh is saying, are you crazy? Where are we going to ever get that kind of money? See, that's a really low expectation. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to get our expectators up. And I'm believing for a million dollars to come into this, this church. Because when you tithe, then there are things that we need to do with the money. Amen. The Bible says, give and it will be given unto you. Good measure pressed down and running over shall men give into your bosom. Amen. Cast your seed upon the, your bread upon the water, and in many days it'll come back to you. Amen. So, now I might, my expectation might be too low. I might just be expecting a million dollars. So I'm going to give God the right to go over that if he needs to. Amen. We're not limited to old Pastor Jack's expectation. What to do while we're waiting? Thessalonians 5.15 don't render evil for evil. Amen. If there's a situation with another person, 
that you're dealing with and you're in a waiting state, do not let evil get your heart. Follow what is good is number two. Follow after the goodness of God. Number three, rejoice evermore. The Bible says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. In everything give thanks. He did not say, for everything give thanks. But in the midst of everything, he said, give thanks. Not for it, but in the midst of it, give thanks to God for what he's doing. Because your blessings always outraise, out to number your liabilities. Amen? Pray all the time. It says pray <laughs> without ceasing. Pray unto the Lord. Give thanks in everything. I like this next one. Quench not the Spirit of God. Quench not the Spirit of God. Because the Spirit of God is going to be working on your behalf in the midst of your waiting of your waiting. You're not alone. Waiting, you feel like you're all alone when you're waiting, but God's with you. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So when you're waiting on a promise from God or when you're waiting on a situation to change, it's very important how we act in the waiting, in our expectations. And we need to get our expectations higher, higher than what we can, our, our, our senses are telling us. Amen. Amen. Lastly, don't dismiss prophecy. I felt like when the, the students were up here and, and uh, they were praying over them, three strong young men, three strong families. All three families active in the ministry of the church. All three families strong, strong in the, in the Lord. Raising strong children that are going to be strong in the Lord when they go off to college. And they're going to have a voice that other college students don't have. They're going to prophesy. They're going to prophesy words of wisdom, words of knowledge. They're going to have a situation come up. They're going to pray in tongues and get the mind of God. And they're going to change the atmosphere. That's what our students are going into. They're not going to be influenced. They are going to influence. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Wait on the Lord. Be steadfast. Be consistent in waiting. Waiting worketh faith, and faith by patience. Don't hurry. Don't fret. Don't be anxious. But in everything, 
give thanks. See, we are in this world, but we are not of it. And our expectation goes higher than the expectation of the earth. My expectation is I'm the head, not the tail above and not beneath. My expectation is my God shall provide all of my needs. My expectation is that I will live and not die to declare the glory of God. I declare I'm a head, not the tail. I declare I'm the lender and I'm not the borrower. Well, but you don't, you don't understand the system. No, I'm above the system. I'm above the system. Man set the world system. God set the heavenly system. And I belong to the heavenly system. And I will live and not die. Amen. Amen. No weapon formed against us can prosper. No evil, no plague can come down my dwelling place. Why? I belong to God. I belong to God. I love in the scripture, Pastor Jack was sharing the other day, he's listening to a a sermon by Brother Jerry, and, and all it's called is My God. See, when we get to the place when we pray and we can say, My God, when I take ownership, you know, there were seven sons of Siva in the book of Acts, and they, were, they saw all the miracles that the people were doing, and so they, they, they saw a crazy guy with a demon. And they went up to him and he said, I adjure you in the name of that Jesus that Paul talks about. See, here's a man that had no ownership, didn't have a clue. And it said the devil laughed at him and tore all of his clothes off of him. But when we get to the place where we can say, my God, my God, my God, my Father. See, that's why the Jews got so upset with Jesus is he said, my father. Oh, what are you doing saying? My father. My God shall provide. My God shall heal me. My God shall direct my steps. My God will cause my enemies to flee out the door. Come on now. My God. I am who he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. And I can go where he says I can go because my God, my expectation is a lot greater than what the world provides. My expectation is that we're going to, we're going to win and not going to lose. My expectation is the church is getting stronger in these last days than ever before. That's my expectation. You know, hallelujah. You know, God's such an awesome person. (laughs) He, you know, he created everything for you and me. Everything that you see and you can touch and smell and all that, he said, I, I, I did it for my kids. I did it for my kids. And then he knew in his heart that all that would be left would be a remnant. A few. I was sharing with Pastor Mary Jean. I said, it's like you preparing a gourmet meal for 100 people, and you're so excited you've worked, and you've, you have 100 awesome meals for 100 people, and 10 show up. See, God knew that. God knew that all of his blessings and everything that Jesus came to do, there would only be a remnant. Where were all those people at the cross? Where are the 5,000 that he fed one time? Where were the 4,000 that he fed? Where was the blind man that God opened his eyes? Where was the lame man? 
Where were they at the cross? They lost their expectation. Hallelujah. So there's a remnant, folks, and we are that remnant because our expectation is on God and what God desires to do in our life. Amen. Stand to your feet with me this morning. Give the Lord a hand clap. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. If you're in that position I talked about, I just pray the Lord spoke to you. And you're waiting, you're going to trust, you're going to seek, and you're going to find God. Because his timing sometimes is not our timing. Stay good. Void evil. Pray without ceasing. Rejoice in your situation, right? Excuse me. Rejoice in your situation. And what you see is not what you're going to get. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.